Nuclear. Now is it crick or creek? Coyote or coyote? Sometimes I say library. Welcome to You're Saying It Wrong. I'm Fletcher Powell, and each episode we turn to the people who literally wrote the book on this, sister and brother team Kathy and Ross Petrus, and we'll dive into what we get wrong and sometimes what we get right when we try to speak this weird English language. Well, we have a little bit of catching up to do. The last time we were making our way through the alphabet of commonly confused words, we got off on a little bit of a tangent, which I suppose we do sometimes, and we didn't actually end up getting to the Fs. So today we are going to start with the Fs of commonly confused words and then maybe skip a few letters and then maybe take up with some other letters later. But first, you guys had a question uh, mailed to us and you wanted to tackle that. Yeah, actually, it's interesting because we got this question from from several different sources and it's a pet peeve of many people. Kathy and I, it doesn't bother Kathy and I either way. However, the question was this. It doesn't bother Kathy and I, you said? Oh, I did. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm sorry. I I'm, have to go I'm now. banned from the show. That's an interesting one. I'm, I've noticed that a couple times I've been doing that. It's terrible. Kathy and me. Kathy and me will now answer the question. <laughs> hey, isn't that right? Anyway, this is a question we got. Uh, the improper use or proper use of do to. 45 years ago, this uh, my English 8th grade, 11th grade English teacher told me the phrase due to must never begin a sentence, but should always follow the verb to be in all of its forms. This is due to, D-U-E, to. Right. Correct. Okay, now this was sort of interesting because the uh, uh, person who wrote it, um, due to rain, the game is canceled. He said, due to rain, the game is canceled. He said, this is wrong. The right way is the game is canceled due to rain. Actually, is that correct as well, or is that incorrect, Fletcher? I didn't know that there was a problem with any of this, so I don't, I don't really see the issue, but um, why don't you tell me? Okay, this is really, I, I don't think it's a big issue, but a lot of, we got several people thinking it is. The question is, do you use due to versus because of? When do you use due to? When do you use because of? Fletcher, do you know? You don't know. No, I also have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> And you don't really care. I, I, I mean, I don't. I don't right now. Maybe you'll talk me into it. Okay, I don't think it's particularly a big deal, but the idea basically is that due to it basically is an adjective, and it has to modify a noun. Because of you can use which is a uh, ad- adverb, and it modifies a verb. So in our sentences, when we're dealing with it, it should be the game is canceled because of rain because the because is modifying the uh, verb canceled due to you would have to say correctly the cancellation of the game was due to in this case to the rain in this case the do is modifying the noun cancellation now this was a distinction that i don't think does it bother you kathy at all it doesn't bother me at all not at all i tell you the truth i'm listening to this and i don't care at all i would say due to because of uh it doesn't matter to me at all the one thing though that fascinated me is now i did find somewhere else that due to usually doesn't begin a sentence well because it's and i thought this was a good way of figuring out if 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 you want to be really technical it's essentially synonymous with caused by Whereas because of is not as much as caused by. Do you see what I'm saying? You can't substitute caused by in that one. No. Caused by rain, the game is canceled. That doesn't make any sense. No. 
But because of rain, the game is canceled does. But due to rain, the game is canceled does. I think does. it works. I don't think there's really much of a problem with distinction. However, we got this answer and we're telling you what technically should be. <laughs> and the interesting thing to me was I really don't notice it when I hear it. But um, it was on several sites with uh, GMATs and LSAT type, uh, you know, standardized testing sites. I found it, we found it on a, uh, a couple of academic um, editing sites as well, telling academics how to write and bemoaning the due to being overused in academic writing. So apparently it does bother a number of people. I think with our little panel of three, I think we're unanimous in saying, we don't care. Yeah, it- if I can interject, though, what always fascinates me, though, is how many people get all head up about things that, as you said, Ross, I'm not even aware of. I don't think I've ever thought when someone said due to, like, meh, meh. And I do get that way about minor, minor errors. I'm not going to deny it. Do I correct them? No. But do they bother me a little? Yes. I have never once thought about due to as an issue, ever. When you think about it, though, I think maybe we instinctively know it. Look, this here, I'm going to th- throw another sentence out. The traffic jam was due to a terrible accident at the intersection. The traffic jam was because of a terrible accident at the intersection. Due to here is correct and it sounds correct. Yeah. There is a distinction. But I wouldn't be able to tell you if pushed up against a wall with a fist in my face and they said, why? I don't think I'd be able to tell them. I would say because it sounds right. And no one's ever done that to me about due to or anything. But now if you do get pushed against the wall, we know due to is an adjective modifying a noun (laughs) because of is an adverb modifying a verb. So you're safe. So if I'm accosted by a grammar nut. (laughs) (laughs) I, uh, that's the sort of thing that I'm going to start using incorrectly on purpose. If I can even remember (laughs) which is problem. (laughs) If it sounds a little wrong, it's, it's the one to use. (laughs) Okay. Moving along now, Fletcher, we have, I'm going to read it and then Kathy will quiz you on this. We have a headline from Mary Claire magazine, March 20th, 2021. Prince Harry penned an emotional foreword for a children's book about dealing with loss. That's the headline. The word we're going to ask you was forward, an emotional forward. F-O-R-W-A-R-D. Oh, right. This this should be uh, after for F-O. Is it F-O-R-E-W-O-R-D or is it W-A-R-D? I don't actually know how that's spelled, but it's F-O-R-E. It's F-O-R-E-W-O-R-D because it's the before word. That, yeah. That's kind of what I figured, but then I questioned myself once I saw it in my head. But yeah, so so it's that kind of forward, not the going forward forward. This is one of the most commonly confused, and I would never have believed it, uh, word pairs. Four word spelled four word and forward like I'm moving forward. I can't tell you how many examples we found of mistakes. Again, we just did a search right before we, we got on here. And forward, again, it was Prince Harry, Rolling Stone, um, what, the week before last, had a whole thing about D- Princess Diana's uh, biography and um, said how the uh, in the book's forward, forward, he even mentioned sending Diana a copy of the book's manuscript. It's, it's amazing to me that these are so often confused. It's funny because one easy way for... Kathy and I talked about putting this this uh, distinction in. And Kathy initially said, there, come on, no one's going to be making that mistake. And we were shocked how many times. To me, the interesting way to figure it out is toward with an A-R-D and forward in the same sort of thing in the direction. It's easy to sort of figure out. Forward, O-R-D, refers to words. And we have that in a, um, you know, in a forward for a book. I think it's fairly easy. The only problem is the E. 
why is the E missing in one and the other? I'm pretty surprised as well, especially, I mean, because we're talking about books, right? I mean, so yeah. you would you would assume some some level of literacy and like you wouldn't be using this word forward except except in talking about books where you would be seeing the word and and it is a little weird to me that people are getting that wrong that much well also the word word is in it <laughs> that's what really it's like hello word word you know before and never mind it's yeah i i was stunned on this one and ross as ross said when we this is one that was in our book and one of our books i don't remember which one and i was against it when ross said we should put it in i thought he was being like you know a little little too uh stretching there but yeah it's I mean the fact that we just found in the last two weeks one in Marie Claire magazine and one in Rolling Stone both of which have copy editors on staff I however am wondering do you think it's a question of just sloppy typing sloppy typing um autocorrect uh dic yeah. dictating to your Siri or whatever yeah because like we type this in on uh, Google Docs and it, it automatically it has like a grammar program in it and I'm just looking at it, it did not do anything Okay. It, it's it didn't it didn't flat it didn't highlight the, that word. I'm just a mythos here. I just did it again. Prince Harry. Poor, what's with Prince Harry and forwards? <laughs> here, TMZ a week ago. Harry penned the forward spelled wrong to a book aimed at grieving children. Yeah, it's it's just I don't get it. I don't I don't understand it. I don't know. That sounds a little bit like people are lifting text. I mean, they yeah. they read it one. You know, somebody published that, and then somebody else read it and basically just stuck the same thing into their own text. I think that happens even with. Uh, I'm not sure I'm going to call TMZ like a a, a highly respected publication, but, oh, but yeah. yeah, I mean, I think it happens more often than we'd like to to imagine it does. I think you're right, because that's one thing we have found whenever we're looking for misused words, how often they're they're so similar that they if they maybe they just did a slight change of one word in it. We had one thing we had written and we made a mistake with the guy's name. And that mistake with Scheibel, Scheibel from years ago. Oh, yeah. And, and that mistake has gone viral. It was, it was a mistake we made, I think, in 1995. And our misattribution of the uh, quote is, like, everywhere now. I don't think the original name, the right name, is anywhere at this point for a mistake we made. It's odd. Now, this is going to take us way off track. But this is something that it's really dangerous because I will often look for a couple of sources to to check something, right? But if if mm -hmm. all of these sources are going back to the original wrong source, and, you know, and not telling anybody, then then that's a problem because when I think I've I've confirmed it with another um and I'm not talking about doing reporting or anything, I'm just talking about when I'm hunting around on the internet. But but when I think I've, you know, looked at CNN and and also ABC and maybe I don't know MSNBC, whatever. Uh, but but whoever's written those have they've all basically pulled it from the same wrong place. Mm -hmm. Then you know I I've just confirmed the incorrect item. No, we have a we do a series of uh, quotation books, and you cannot believe how many misattributions of quotations there are in the world. It's extraordinary. It's also depressing because the good quotes a lot of times we we have like we've been given quote you know we have good quotes by Churchill or by someone famous. And it turns out that the real source is a greeting card writer from 1938. <laughs> it's true. The 40s, greeting card writers in the 30s and 40s were like really prolific and very, very succinct and very inspirational. <laughs> Who knew? I know. If I can go 
into a little more of a tangent though this is something I'm, I'm gonna quiz the two of you okay we talked about a foreword of a book do you know if what's the difference between a foreword an introduction and a preface they're all like the beginnings of books right what's the difference does it depend on who wrote it yes Ooh. okay so you're, you're getting <laughs> you really might close be onto something you're getting close so who wrote who writes a foreword the foreword is written by some by n not the author of the rest of the book you're right the introduction uh, i could see that one going either way um although although you know i would i would call it a preface probably if the author of the book also wrote it the introduction uh, sort of seems like it would be like a, a scholar or somebody who is commenting on the book. We really have gone off stream here. I couldn't help it though. Okay, from what I saw, according to the Chicago Manual Style, was that the you were right, the um, foreword's written by someone other than the author. The intro is usually written by the author, and the preface comes in between the foreword and the intro, and is usually by the author about why they wrote the book but it can be by someone else. Oh, okay. Which is usually for money reasons, but no, no author ever says that, so never. <laughs> I wanted money, so I Why wrote this Why did you book. write this book? <laughs> <laughs> okay, now we're going to go to a next one. Uh, this is from the LA Times. Perhaps it's fortuitous that Davis signed up with the Chargers. Okay. I, okay, let me think for a second. I don't exactly know what's wrong with that necessarily. Yeah, I think you're going to have to explain that one to me. It could be nowadays correct, but the, what we're trying to distinguish between is the word fortuitous and the word fortunate. Yeah, and, and that's that's kind of what I figured, but I felt like fortuitous might work. Maybe it hasn't always been that way. Right. It's another example of a word changing over time. Technically, fortuitous simply means something that occurs by chance. There's no good or bad about it. It's a fortuitous thing. It, it just happened. You don't go like, yay, fortuitous. You go, oh, fortuitous, if that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. Um, over time, um, fortuitous has become, it became misused as, as something meaning lucky, a lucky thing that happened by chance. So now it's, it's considered the, quote, informal or the non-standard meaning um, for a long time. I think Merriam-Webster now has it, though, as the second definition, and it just means, like, good luck. So it's 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 definitely allowable now, as in fortunate, lucky, but a lot of people still uh, disagree with that and say it, 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 is, it, is, it is wrong and it should only mean something by chance, so purely, by accident. Purely by chance with no positive or negative connotation associated with Just it. Just by chance. It actually comes, I mean, it's full of, I mean, it comes, means, the O-U-S uh, means full of in Latin, so it means full of chance, which can be either way. But, I mean, the one problem with these words is that they, I mean, they originated from the same root word in Latin, for, within one went via one way to fortuna with Latin, which means good fortune, which is good fortuitousness, and the other stayed the same. I don't think it's a big deal, but I think it's probably good to stick with the, the distinction at this point, if we can. Yeah, it's a bit persnickety, but I tend to... I think what bothers me more than, like, it's, it's slight inaccuracy is... I mean, because everybody uses it now as so much. I think it's just a stupid... It's, it's again, another example of fancying things up to me. Fortuitous sounds more like, ooh, fortuitous. That was fortuitous. Yeah, what a fortuitous like, circumstance. That was fortunate. Doesn't sound as good. But do you hear people say fortunate much anymore? That was fortunate when I think about it. I personally use 
both words. And for me, the distinction is that by chance part, it feels stronger with the fortuitous, which which mm-hmm. feels to me like a good thing that happened by chance now, I guess. Um, fortunate is a good thing to me, but not necessarily one that, that happened by chance. It's just, it's something that is now good. That is really interesting. So you're taking out the chance, fortunate, you've taken out the F-O-R part from the Latin meaning chance, and you're just putting like, it's good that it happened. That's very interesting. Yeah. I wonder if that's going to be a, a, a definitional change eventually. Well, it sort of makes sense because the with fortune is, is it's, um, came from like the Latin right meaning fortune art, the making prosperous. Wasn't it about the money and aspect of it more? It, it does come from that. But it, 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 the F-O-R part, that, that root came backwards too. That can't, root still yeah. came by chance. See, now the funny thing is, is I don't think I've ever used the word fortunate. I've always said unfortunate. I don't think I've ever used fortunate. And I say lucky. Uh, I use it a lot, actually, now that, now that you're both mentioning it. Um, and I will readily admit that maybe I'm not using both words exactly the way they ought to be used, but I'm certainly not alone. No. Mm, no, not at all. No, with a lot of these definitions that we're doing, the I mean, the, they're kind of like merging together, a lot of these words. Speaking of which, we move into the next one where I'm, I don't like this, but almost I'm, I'm one of the few people who really, it's really bothered by this. However, this is on Offbeat Bride website. The prospect of, however, the prospect of my impending marriage to a lovely, understanding, open-minded and progressive straight cis man has forced me to clarify my perspectives. However, the prospect of my impending marriage to a lovely, open-minded, progressive, straight cis man has forced me to clarify perspectives. Do you hear anything wrong in here? Well, the word we're probably looking at now is impending, um, which means we've skipped over the letters G and H, which which I sort of hinted <laughs> might happen. Um, yeah. because it turns out G and H just aren't very interesting. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> but uh, it, so we're probably talking about impending, um, which which. I mean, now sort of seems to refer to something that is is going to happen, but it it, it feels negative to me, like it's looming, right? Well, exactly. The exactly. first defi- the first definition in Merriam-Webster, I believe, when is to hover threateningly. Now, I don't think that you're talking about a lovely, progressive, open-minded, straight cis man. My marriage is hovering threateningly. I, I don't think in that case she meant that, <laughs> and I think that's the problem with it. I am bothered by this. The uh, pending pending marriage, I think, would be better usage here. Some people don't are not bothered. Dictionaries now say that they're effectively interchangeable, but I think I've just read today uh, with uh, some CDC person talking about the impending doom of the uh, COVID crisis, and I keep hearing impending with that with that negative connotation. Even if it's even if it's okay, I hear it in this bad sense and I don't want to hear it in that use. What do you guys think? I think it could get dicey if you're not sure how the person feels about whatever event is coming. Right. I, it's pretty clear this woman getting married um, is probably not uh, going to be a negative thing for her. I mean, I'm just guessing, but if we have, if we have a situation that's more ambiguous to us, if maybe we don't have the context about how that person feels about it, impending would make me, assume that it was they were seeing it negatively mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Well, from what I've seen is I, I actually haven't seen it misused all that often. I tend to see impending used in the in the initial meaning of imminent danger, like nah, 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 bad things happening, you know, storm coming, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and most things you do have that figurative negativity I've seen, whereas pending is just something that's, you know, imminent. There's the danger part is out of it. Um, and again, I'm wondering if we go back to the adding the M makes people think it sounds better, like it sounds more weighty. I'm wondering again, is that the reason for the misuse of it? I'll tell you. The word I don't like the word pending there either because uh, and again this is another one where I'm not sure what it has meant but now it at least gives you the idea that it de depends on something um, it's pending like we are waiting for it to happen but these other things need to happen first. Well, in mm -hmm. a way, I mean, pending means imminent, not decided yet. So I think you're right in that sense. Okay. Yeah, it's awaiting a conclusion. I would say my for my coming marriage, the prospect of my uh or the prospect of my marriage why do you even need impending I, yeah i i think there are a lot of options you have that that don't cause these problems i was just surprised when you said depending because suddenly it's again one of those things you never think about like where words come from i mean depending to me is just like depending is depending yeah depending would be based upon uh pending it right i i never thought of that i always <laughs> think of depending as a whole thing because it's part of the hanging the pend meaning it's uh, hanging down the day means yeah. down, so dependere in Latin would be to hang down, and then from there it came into to wait in suspense. Yeah, I never thought of it though. It's funny, but the meaning to some uh, to some degree has now changed. Now it means sort of sustained by or something, but we don't have mm. that like you know that earlier that earlier usage at all. No. Okay, now moving on to Fletcher, we're gonna do a. a you're a film person, so we're going to do a scene from Young Frankenstein. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't the Igor, Otherwise, I Igor want you to do thing, the accent properly. <laughs> yeah, <I know. laughs> well, it's Gene Wilder, so we're not going to have to do the Igor thing. And this is, he's, um, he's speaking, I think in the scene, the famous scene when he's in the, uh, with, uh, with young, with the monster, uh, on, they're going to be dancing in a minute. And he's speaking to the audience. The <laughs> a few short weeks ago, coming from a background, believe me, as conservative and traditionally grounded in scientific fact as any of you, I began an experiment in, incredulous as it may sound, the reanimation of dead tissue. <laughs> oh, God, I love that movie. That may be the funniest movie I've ever seen. I, th anyway. I think so. They had a huge argument with that one, though. I didn't know that, about that. Gene Wilder wanted that scene where... Um, they do the, uh, you know, the, the dance. He wanted that in, and, and uh, he had a big fight for that. Did you know that or not? Yeah, no. he and Mel Brooks stopped being friends after that. Because <gasps> wow. he wanted putting on the Ritz, and, and Mel Brooks wanted it stri played played straighter like the movie was. Yeah. It was, a, it was a big bone of contention. Oh, man, that's such a good scene, too. It's a great, I love that scene. Mel Brooks thought it was too over the top, of all things. Really? Mel Brooks thought it was too over the top? <laughs> I was just watching, you know, Springtime for Hitler. That's, that was over the top. <laughs> Subtle. Um, so we're, we're, uh, we're talking about the word incredulous, and I, I think incredulous is a thing that I can be, right? But it's not a thing that applies to the idea, whatever he said. Yes. The reanimation yes. of dead tissue is incredible. Not incredulous. But if you tell me about the uh, 
reanimation of dead tissue, I could be incredulous. Yes. Very good. A lot of people don't know that one. A lot of people know that they're, they're not quite the same. They are being used much more interchangeably now, incorrectly. And again, we go back to dictionaries are, are allowing um, substitute incredulous as a substitute for incredible. Merriam-Webster, again. I mean, others do not. Um, but the thing we found, which was interesting, is they were interchangeable back in the day. Oh, wow. Um, so maybe we're going back to the future, if you will, or <laughs> mm-hmm. something like that. Yeah, and, and we found a letter, 1533, a diplomatic letter uh, about the Pope, and they said his site was incredulous, uh, incredulous quick instead of incredibly quick. So. And wow. we, also, we also found it in and, Shakespeare. Uh, Shakespeare has it in Twelfth Night. Um, Mm-hmm. No obstacle, no incredulous or unsafe circumstance. So that's Will was wrong too, or we're wrong for being persnickety on this. I'm a little persnickety on this, though. I don't think I would use it. Uh, it's going to bug me. Yeah. Uh, the next one is one where one letter, there's a one letter difference, and this makes things very complicated to many. This is a, this is a line from The Economist. Now, though, a pair of Canadian engineers have come up with an ingenious way of using the heat of the sun to drive the process. And now we've got uh, the Canadian Manufacturers and Exporters Emerging Leaders website is talking about said article and says, The Economist proclaimed one of his first desalination inventions as, quote, an ingenuous way of using the heat of the sun. Who's right and who's wrong? It's got to be ingenious it's 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 um a a stroke of genius i guess for lack of a better phrase um in ingenuous i mean the only i don't actually hear the word ingenuous very much unless it's along with dis disingenuous well ingenuous the the, the both words come from the same basic root meaning to be born the genus you know being born genus being born ingenuous uh, initially meant something kind of positive. It meant freeborn and natural. And the idea was since people who are born free can be more noble-minded and not afraid of speaking the truth, it gradually came to mean candid and frank. Then it came, after that, it kind of like whizzes it around a little bit. And it came not only to mean candid, but a little naive and innocent. So, And that's basically what the word means today. As in ingenue. Yes, ingenue. Okay. And genius right. came from the same root, but it came to mean inborn in the sense of uh, like born crafty and skillful and clever, which it still has today. So we have one meaning innocent and naive, one meaning clever and skillful, both from the same root, both with different meanings today. I think that should be preserved, that distinction. What do you guys think? Absolutely. And, and especially because if we throw in the dis, then things get really confusing if, if ingenuous means the same thing as ingenious. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Totally agree. I just want to say, again, Shakespeare. <laughs> you could use it, drag Shakespeare. Sorry, Will. Shakespeare, again, used ingenuous as meaning ingenious. So, again, we go back to how the two words have been blurred for a long, 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 long time. It's not necessarily a uh, recent confusion. Are we 100% sure he did? Like, can can we see the actual thing that he wrote? Well, we can see well, it in the, the... That's actually a really good point. Well, we can see... We could presume that the folios, when they were printed in, in the early 1600s, were probably relatively accurate. I'm just wondering if maybe somebody else screwed it up, you know, and along the way, and it uh, it got to us... 
wrong because somebody else wrote it wrong or like somebody else copied it wrong. The only thing that that would counter what you're saying is we're we're mentioning for fun Shakespeare getting this quote unquote wrong. But when you do when you do go back into into textual history, you'll find other examples of of what we would say now is misusage as well. It just happens to be we we're mentioning Shakespeare right here, but my guess would be that probably he did use it as we're saying he used it, particularly because other people were also using it as we're saying he was using it. Shakespeare is fun to mention, but I think others probably also mixed the um, the words up as well. Yeah, that's fair. My I only question is, though, the example we have is, you see the spelling is in genus, I-N-G-E-N-O-U-S, and we know how Shakespeare himself, they say, you know, wrote his name different ways, blah, 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 blah. Who's to say he wasn't like just spelling ingenious that way? That's a good question, but <laughs> honestly. But again, probably when they're looking at it, they probably see a different spelling for ingenious and a different spelling for ingenious, even though spelling was across, the, you know, it was all over the place in those days. Yeah, that's the one thing that disturbs me a little, actually, because I mean, if he spelled his own name any different ways, or so <laughs> we're told, why couldn't he spell ingenious and go, oh, I'm going to spell it like ingenuous? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess we can't tell. But I mean, knowing it goes back. You know, you can see it back that far with someone as as renowned as as Shakespeare um, is is important. But I still think, even though I prefer it, I think with all of these examples, I'm not really amazingly flipped out if people miss or people quote unquote misuse them either. I don't think these distinctions are incredibly important. I think ingenious and ingenuous is. Yeah, I'm with you there. Yeah, I'm going to admit it. I'm sorry. I'm trying to be nice, but I'm going to admit it. <laughs> I wouldn't use them this way. Speaking of which, here's another one that was really interesting. This I've seen, all, we've both seen all over the place, which surprised us. Kim Il's, this is from the Daily Express. Kim Il-sung's body is interned in the Kum Suzan Palace of the Sun where it lives preserved for people to see. So has he has he been hired at little to no pay to, <laughs> to make copies and get coffee? Yep. <laughs> Speaking of reanimated tissue, I guess. <laughs> so we mean interred, yeah. Yes. That one is another one that when Ross had talked about it, I didn't believe him. I thought I thought he was exaggerating. Poor Ross. I'm always like, oh, now you're exaggerating. But it's incredibly common in turn as opposed to inter. Which is, um, I mean, you see how they both, I mean, they're, they're very closely spelled. But very different origins. That surprised me. Inter, I thought yeah. inter was really cool because it means in and then terra for land. So it means enter into oh. the land. So you're yeah. obviously getting buried. But intern came from, Kath can tell us that one. It came from internus, which means internal. So, I mean, the current meaning is the idea you're working inside something. You're working inside an office. You're in, a, you know, you're an intern. Isn't that something? Huh. Yeah. yeah. I thought because I, I would have thought, thought they, they were the same. same origin, but they didn't at all. You know, it's interesting. No. It doesn't jibe with what I know. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Ross is getting cute here, obviously. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, of course, you said it right. It, it jibes uh, or it doesn't jibe with what you know. Um, but, of course, commonly used now is jive j-i-v-e so so much commonly so that i i rarely even hear jive anymore yeah that's another one that actually bothers me to be honest with you i know i would i would i know most people would say i'm being nitpicky i mean because jive is is well you've got jive talking you've got jive dancing you've got the whole jazz thing um and it's been around though the confusion between jive and jive for years the j-i-b-e and the j-i-v-e 
um, we found one example back from the 40s. Um, and then in the uh, Dictionary of American Regional English has, has a ton of uh, errors in quotes, you know, jive, it doesn't jive. And, and we see it all the time now in newspapers and stuff, but it does bother me a little bit. I, it just does, because I, 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 it's not the same, even if they're being used the same. It bothers me too. That one I really am bothered by. I have no idea why, but I really am. And I use it almost as a test. If someone goes jive, I'm like, ooh, I like that person. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> that does oh, happen. my God. <laughs> if I notice it, then then I'll think to myself, yeah, that person gets it. Yeah. If I don't, I actually have to stop and think which one's the right one, usually, if I'm going to, to use one or the other, uh, because it, it's just so pervasive now. It mm-hmm. is. And then you've got jive with a G. We have to mention, Oy, which is yeah. also thrown into the mix. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'll um, I'll, I'll, I just want to remind everybody that a long, 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 long time ago, we had a whole episode on on jibe versus jive, and you can go find that at the it, through our archives at kmuw.org, or I'll try to remember to put a link to that that exact episode uh, on the description of this episode, so that you can pop back and listen to that whenever you want to. It was quite a while ago, but go back and check that one out because that was a lot of fun too. And we're not jiving. Yes. <laughs> Well, someone had to say it. We were all thinking it. (laughs) This episode of You're Saying It Wrong has been produced by me, Fletcher Powell, help from Beth Golay and Luann Stevens in the studios of KMUW in Wichita, Kansas. Kathy Petrus records from her home in Seattle, Washington. Ross Petrus from his home in Toronto, Ontario. If you have a question for Kathy and Ross, you can tweet it at us. We're at YSIWpod. Email them at kandrpetrus at gmail.com or email me at powell at kmuw.org. And if you like what we're doing, leave us a rating or even a review at Apple Podcasts. Those reviews help us. They're how we get more people to find us. Kathy and Ross's book, You're Saying It Wrong, was published by 10 Speed Press. You can find that and much of their other work pretty much anywhere you get books. We recommend your local independent bookstore. And, of course, Kathy and Ross are always up to something. You can check out their other work through their website, knrpetras.com. That's K-A-N-D-R-P-E-T-R-A-S dot com. Thanks for joining us. We'll be back in two weeks.